0: This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton.
1: From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Wharton Moneyball on Business Radio, Sirius XM 111.
0: Good morning. Good morning and. Welcome to Wharton Moneyball. Two hours of sports analytics coming to you live from the Wharton School, Huntsman Hall, Sirius XM Business Radio Studios, looking out on the famed Locust Walk at the University of Pennsylvania on a gorgeous, picture perfect, calm, balmy June Wednesday morning. This is Cade Massey hosting this morning with my two buddies, faculty, colleagues, and Wharton Moneyball co-creators. Audie Weiner, Shane Jensen, Gordon Fellows. That's
2: an impressive uh, list of titles there, I have to say. Oh, <laughs> well, that's only half of them, I think, right? <laughs> that's not even half. <laughs> right. We can do more. Yeah,
0: We're going to be here for the next two hours, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern. Some combination of us are here every Wednesday morning. You can join the conversation. 1 844 Wharton. Give us a ring. 1 844 Wharton. That's 1 844 942 7866. You can also email us, businessradio at cirrusxm.com, especially if you're listening one of the times we're replayed, which is going to be four or five times over the next week. You can catch us between shows by email, businessradio at cirrusxm.com. You can also add us on Twitter at wmoneyball is our handle up there. At wmoneyball. It's a great way to to reach out to us. You can send us questions. Opine. Give us a number for the over-under segment at the end of the show. Or just Follow along. We follow all of our guests up there, so it's not a bad way to stay in touch with the sports analytics world. We have our usual assortment of guests this show coming up at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk World Cup with one of the Fox game announcers, which should be fun. We have Rick Peterson at the top of the next hour. Between now and the bottom of this hour, open lines. is going to find out what's been going on in the minds of my colleagues. What, gentlemen, has caught your eye in the world of sports? I was away for two weeks and uh, out of the country, and I'm shocked at how much
1: has happened and what was resolved in my absence, from a hockey championship to a tennis championship to a triple crown victory in horse racing. I think I'm just scratching the- U.S. Open
0: golf? The U.S. Open golf. That happened, I think- M- just this weekend, and I
1: just yeah. after I returned, so a lot has res- has uh, taken place. So Wait, what uh, you are saying is, yeah, lot. I missed a lot of. We had everything. wonderful
0: conversations. Um, not, not, nothing's left actually. Uh, nothing's left. Well, we no. have the, we
1: obviously have World Cup, but what I w- was in uh, China. I mean, you
2: kind of knew what was going to happen in basketball before oh, you. Oh, basketball left, was right?
1: resolved. Well, I didn't even mention that we kind of did, but the mean, the resolved. only question
2: we, was it was going to be four or five
1: or six games. Yeah, um, and that first game was was a was a heartbreaker for. Cleveland, and then it went downhill from there, I gather. And the rest
0: of the world, who was hoping for something other than a sweep. For something
1: other than a sweep. But I was in China, actually, to discuss, I think, the next great horizon in sports analytics, which is eSports. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I learned an immense amount. Um, and, so you uh, said
0: not only the next horizon in sports, you said the next horizon in sports analytics. Analytics.
1: So it was hard hard to for me to ascertain what level of analytics. Well, I don't
0: understand. You went to China to talk about eSports?
1: I did. Explain that.
0: Well, I mean, like, why? I can't why, explain that. They'd have to, you know, well, wrap me up and kill me. Um, well, Wharton was involved, <laughs> and they asked you to go do this thing. But why? So was, why China? Why are you talking esports in China in particular?
1: Well, in particular, I mean, so the Chinese esport market is gigantic. It's not as big as the United States, but I think, as in many things, they're aggressively trying to grow it in a way that I don't think we are here. Um, and in particular, the government takes takes an interest in it, and they push things. And um, they are professional teams, and there's a lot of people with a huge amount of money on their hands, and they're trying to figure out what to do with it. And one of the things that's being spent is the development of esports,
0: professional esports teams. So and- this this exists in other places as well, right? So we have. A number of teams around the U.S., do we not? We yes, have, we yes. Have, so fact- the
2: Overwatch League, for example, I think is probably the most well-developed one. So Overwatch is a game uh, yeah. uh, made by Blizzard that's sort of a competitive, like, player-versus-player player kind of team mm-hmm. uh, game. And there's there's teams basically all over the U.S. and, and Asia mm-hmm. as well, and they compete in... Ter- uh, big leagues and tournaments
0: don't we have some of our traditional sports owners buying some of these teams and leagues I believe
2: so well they've I'm... they've rocketed
0: in
1: value I mean about you know four years ago you could probably buy a team for a million dollars and now they're 10 20 30 40 million dollars it's becoming it's becoming a big thing so mm-hmm. what I say the next uh, 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 Big thing in, in on the horizon for analytics is that everyone's kind of looking at each other, going, "We can collect enormous amounts of data." And if you yeah. think the regular sports data or traditional sports data
2: can produce a lot, um, sport, it's nothing compared to what esports. I mean, can I mean produce. it's kind of like it, 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 <laughs> it. I mean, there's a natural. I think the jump to analytics is going to be so much quicker with this yeah. because I mean, you think about regular sports: football, baseball, soccer. There's this whole. I mean, the the biggest challenge or the biggest kind of obstacle to analyzing the the, the sport, is actually taking what is happening on the field, on the whatever... And True. transferring it yeah. to a computer, <laughs> you know, where you can actually, like, transferring it into data that you can actually analyze. Right. course, with eSports, it's, it's, it's automatic. Right. It's, it's already the, a I data I mean, it's, form. All, it's already electronic, basically. But on the other right? hand, you right? have to so, figure
1: out what to look at. So,
2: in, in Sure. But, you, sports, I, I mean, that, you have that with regular sports, right. too, but there's no sort of, like, extra barrier of actually getting kind of the data in a, a – I mean, there's probably still challenges to getting the data exactly how you want it for whatever analysis you want to do, but the but it's the data is already ready, kind go. of logged in a way that we can access.
1: You don't have
0: to put a tracker on a player. That's right. There's no trackers.
1: But I learned, you know, so it, essentially, I mean, they're, they're really forced. Sta- the way I think of it is four stages of, an al- of analytics, and they've gone through none of them. So at this point, they don't even have the basic counting stats that what we the, use. What are like good, <laughs> the four stages of analytics? Yeah, uh, I mean, you say this like
2: everybody's going to just know the four stages of analytics, which okay, I just so, so about I tried right to articulate
1: this. So the first stage, I think, is sort of just the basic summary data that we use to describe what happened. And this is something that sports has taken 100 years in many cases to develop like how do we describe what happened on the field of play concisely and analytically and so of course baseball is very advanced in that other sports have less statistics but we all all the sports have a lot of them and, and esports has basically nothing other than sort of who won who lost the number of kills there might be more well, yeah the, i mean I, yeah.
2: I mean the box score in like something like overwatch or mm-hmm. whatever is as developed as any other sport i mean I, again, the the box score, we sort of like, you, you know, the, the, the standard that we use for something like when you say baseball is so much better developed than other sports, it's because you can look at a box score for a baseball right. game and, and it more or less reconstruct, you know, roughly what happened in the game. And you can uh, certainly for something like, like a team match, uh, player versus player matchup like um, Overwatch, you can do that too. I mean, you've got like a big table that lists every single player, how many kills they had, how many points they scored, etc., how many objectives they like achieved. Um, and obviously, who, which team won the game as well?
0: Okay, so we've got stage one, stage one statistics in yeah. Overwatch, for example. Yeah. What's no, what there's other many, other many stages? other games. So there's uh,
1: there are other games, in particular, the one that, that was talked about a lot when I was in China was League of Legends. I, yeah, I don't sure. know anything about these games, so sh- I have to defer. To same, game. same thing Enormously. with Taeyang. I mean, I mean, um,
2: League of Legends is uh, a different format in that it's kind of top. You you view the game top-down as opposed to looking at it from, from like the When eyes you're of playing a it, you're not playing it's, it's it through the eye. eyes of a particular player. Yeah, okay. It's bird's eye, yeah. but essentially the same, same sort of okay. thing.
0: I want to hear, Adi, what the other three Okay, so the next one the is predictive.
1: So so um, how, given what you've observed, how do you figure out what will happen in the so future? So I know
0: what number three is going to be, and I'm curious what number four is going to be. Then. Okay, so the next one is, is
1: decision-making strategy, so how analytics affects the way you actually play the game. Okay. So
0: was that was a surprise to you? I, well i the, the classic is a 3 that i that, that yeah. i know which is descriptive predictive and prescriptive which is kind of the intervention now, now that might be the decision making strategy you just referred to that's probably to. how, how i was thinking number about four. it
1: four? Uh, training analytics so how do you actually use analytics to become a better player off the field,
0: ah, interesting. Um, so okay. I
1: wasn't. I mean, I just threw these out and without really thinking about it in a in an organized way. But these are the ones that I came up. with. You're not
0: with. supposed to do any talking in unorganized ways. Oh, You're a Wharton professor <laughs> with a PhD.
1: And in- well, thinking, you know, talking is how we think, right? So I'm just that's
0: <laughs>
1: not okay. Not okay. But the, I think I think that, that's I think it's a pretty decent summary of, of how analytics uh, plays a role um, in those four areas. And I think prescriptive. Probably is, is really in, the, in what I'm thinking about as the third category.
0: Yeah, and, and the idea there is, okay, now how do you intervene in the world right. to make a difference? Does, right. do, 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 in what way do the analytics inform your actions, mm-hmm. your and especially actions, actions that are going to change things? That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it hard. Is yeah. Usually we don't know how the system's going to act whenever we change it.
1: That's right. So I think in, in eSports, um, with the exception of the first one, as Shane sort of points out, where there is a little some groundwork, they really haven't done much in the other areas. So there are companies starting up to try to do that, particularly in the, in the third category the prescriptive like how do you offer advice to players well, to le- do better l-
0: let me let me let me ask Shane a question here cuz i happen to know that Shane's pr- one of probably one of the few academics in the world who's actually done research of this type in that domain yeah. and it's a version of that first category but it's an especially interesting version of it so in the descriptive statistics category you might say look we watch these guys play uh, do do people play the same way? Are there st- yeah. are there ways of playing? Are there styles of playing? Yeah. And then once it, if there are differences, then you can ask, okay, are some styles better than others? And then in team games, you can ask. Who compl- goes better with others. Are there yeah. complementarities yeah. Yeah. and things like that? So I think this is something that Shane's actually done. Yeah, for. no,
2: I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I've done a little research in this, and there's a lot of people that have done sort of like trying to look at, like, essentially game logs or whatever kind of statistics that you can pull out of particular matches and, as you sort of – as you kind of implied, assess, you know, what facets of the game because these games are – Complex enough where a a particular player is probably not going to be dominant across all facets of the game. I mean, there's kind of roles that different players play in these games, you know, similar to how I guess you'd have positions in football. One person is kind of like, you know, would be, you know, essentially an offensive type player.
0: Give us an example. So give us two different styles or three different styles. So so the the, the biggest one,
2: like a a, a subset of the players are basically their their role is to damage the players on the other team. They're, They're kind of. You know, the attackers. Okay. And then there's other players that play a, a more support role that, like, for example, heal the player, the, the, their teammates and stuff okay, like that. great.
0: Fantastic. Now, yeah. do, do people kind of voluntarily, implicitly yes. choose into yes. these different yes, roles? Yes, yes, that's right.
2: I mean, in, in Overwatch, it's more explicit because the type of character that you choose to play okay. um, it comes with, is, is already skills. kind of pre-specialized in these roles. Okay. Um, in other games, you can so you kind have of, offensive
1: defense, almost the way you describe it.
2: Essentially, yeah, that's right. I mean, offensive, defensive, and then kind of like support, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, and I think you know, like Overwatch, it's more explicit. Some some games, it's more implicit that you you guys all are playing sort of like in, in the same sort of like character, but like some people take on more of a support role or mm-hmm. attack role, and then it's sort of you know, you know, it's on it's on the analysts to sort of kind of try and figure out. You know even though players kind of self-select into these roles are they actually good you know which, yeah. which roles are they best in yeah right you know and you know if, if you can kind of figure that out if you can kind of have some kind of scheme for figuring out which roles particular players are best in that really aids I mean you can obviously aid those particular players in getting better mm-hmm. you can also aid the game itself in terms of yeah I mean one of the big kind of challenges to all of these Matt all of these things I mean